So today we continue to talk about the following category of spiritual gifts and we will be learning about gifts of power. But before we go there, I would like to ask, uh, you can, you don't need to raise your hand, but um, just ask yourself if you, uh, if you do in what you learn here, if you do it at home, if you pray this way, if you start thinking about miracles, about healing, about all kinds of spiritual gifts. If you do, it's a great thing. So here's the practice, real life uh, at home, when we're at home, when we're at work. So let us read 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Okay. But to each person is given the manifestation of the Ruach for the benefit of all. For to one is given through the Ruach a word of wisdom, to another a word of knowledge, according to the same Ruach. To another faith by the same Ruach, to another gifts of healings by the one Ruach, to another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Thank you. <clears throat> Today we'll talk about give, working of, workings of miracles, or let's say gift of miracles. So here's the three categories of uh, power, gifts of power. Gift of faith, we already prayed about that, we, we are learning these gift, gifts of healing, and the third one, workings of miracles. And I mean, they're going together, all this. So, what's interesting here? This word, workings of miracles, uh, do we have another translation, another interpretation, another Bible with us, if you can read it? Because here is in, in the um, complete Jewish Bible, it's workings of miracles. What else do we have here? Yeah, can you read it, please? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear the verse. Uh, it is uh, 1 Corinthians tw uh, 12, chapter 12, verse 9 in the end, workings of miracles. What, what does it say in different translations? To another faith by the same Ruach, to another gifts of healings by the one Ruach, mm -hmm. to another workings of miracles, to another okay, prophecy. The same, workings of miracles. Okay, Antonio. I'm in the Darby translation. It says operations of miracles. Operations of miracles. Wow, interesting. What else do we have? Yes. Um, one says to another, um, miraculous powers. Miraculous powers. Wow, interesting. It's getting more and more interesting. So uh, everything is already it's, it's correct. So let us look in Greek a little bit in Greek. So workings uh, from Greek means operation or working. The same, operation or working. Word miracles in Greek, it's, we know this word, word it's dunamis. Dunamis. Which interpreted or translated to English as force or power. So, working or operation of power. Very interesting. Especially a miracles, miraculous power. Uh, usually by application, implication, and it's a miracle itself. Ability, abundance, me, uh, meaning, might. So it is ability to operate in the spiritual realm with the power. And of course, um, the same word dynamos, power, or might, is used in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The same word dynamos. 
For you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and throughout all Judah and Samaria and to the end of the earth. They say war, dunamis is here. But you will receive dunamis power. The same in 1 Corinthians, operation of powers. So workings of miracles are the supernatural transmission of the power of God into the natural world. Supernatural power of God manifests in this world. Workings of miracles is a supernatural intervention in the course of nature. The Lord can do everything. So, everything possible for Him. I would like to read about this gift a little bit and then we will look at the scriptures. The gift of workings of miracles or powers is the supernatural ability to pray and see the extraordinary power of God manifested in a situation, person, or people. It moves beyond the natural realm and its laws to accomplish the will of God. So, very simple uh, story. Remember this uh, bread and, and fish, and Yeshua prayed for it. He, he, he broke it. And how many people ate this thing? I heard some preachers said probably it was a huge fish. <laughs> I heard this message. It was a huge fish, so 5,000 people were able to eat. So, but we know it was a supernatural gift of the Lord. The Lord multiplied this bread and this fish. It's a miracle. Another one, if you remember, um, I mean, in the scriptures, many times, men are from heaven. Every day. They ate manna. And you remember how uh, manna is from Hebrew? What is this? What is this? <laughs> so they ate... Uh, actually, you know how kangaroo in, in, in uh, Australia? Why it's kangaroo? What, uh, what, what is, is this? this? What is this? Kangaroo, what yes. is this? So, the same idea. So manna is a miracle from the Lord. Um, uh, what else do we know from the scriptures? Miracles. Oh, bread, yeah, yes, small miracle. It's and the water to wine. Water to wine. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good wine. Yeah. <laughs> Oil. Uh huh. It was a good, good business. Yeah, the Lord told you, bring all jars from everywhere you can and pour out oil. Probably think after the that miracle happened, she would think, okay. Why didn't go to that neighbor? Why didn't go to that neighbor? <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. For miracle. Yeah. Can you imagine? The talking donkey. Oh yeah. Good. Point in the fish's mouth. Wow. Uh-huh. So, so the scriptures is full of miracles of the Lord. Full of miracles. And you know what? The Lord, He is the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he'll be the same tomorrow. <laughs> he never changed. He will not change. He's the Lord. Very good. Thank you very much. So, what is the purpose of the gift of miracles? Miracles provide us with breakthroughs, deliverance, healing, and much more. We can learn from the Lord. The Lord can protect us through miracles. The gift of workings of miracles is known as one of the power gifts and the Holy Spirit will use us 
as a vessel to perform miracles. And we will talk about it later. Who can operate in the workings of power? Who is that one who is able to do something? Who is the chosen one? <laughs> yeah, usually it's not me, it's somebody else. Somewhere, somewhere on another side of the world. People in Ukraine think, okay, somebody in America can operate in the miracles. People in America think maybe somebody in Africa could do the same. But who is this chosen one? We'll talk about that. <coughs> so he is willing to work on us and through us to see transformation happen to those we minister to and over ourselves too. So the Lord is ready to perform his miracles in our lives, our daily lives. It's not a question about him, it's the question about us. But it's important to remember that miracles should never be about drawing attention to yourself. Because we have, we've seen so many uh, people who fall in different kinds of things, who are famous, who are on top of all these ministries. And I believe the biggest reason, because the miracle, it's not about us, it's about the Lord. And more power you, you have, or let's say it differently, if you learn the ways of the Spirit, and you know His ways, it's not about you, it's about Him, and serving to others. And in the day when you take His glory, you are, you lost everything. We need to understand that. So I want to expand the boundaries of our uh, faith uh, and our experience with the Lord today. So, I have a question. Very provocative question, very serious question. What do we mean when we say that nothing is impossible for God? What do we mean when we say that nothing is impossible for God? So He can do all things. Yes? Sure? Okay. The second question, it's close together. Is there really nothing impossible for God? Everything is possible for him. Yeah? Sure? So we need to agree about that, that everything is possible for him. Yeah, he, he can, I mean, we know that he won't uh, take us by force because he's loving the Lord. It's, it's obvious. But I mean, in the uh, prayer, in the direction of uh, service, ministry, he is Almighty God. He can raise the dead. It's, it's, it's not a question. He created this world. It's a beautiful world. He created it. So, if we believe, if we really believe, if we believe that everything is possible for him, then it means that he is unlimited in his power and strength. He is unlimited. He has all power. And the only we, we are ourselves that can be an obstacle to his miracles in our lives. It's not about him. He is almighty. It's about my trust. My boldness, sometimes it's, it goes together. <laughs> it's about my willing to say yes or to say no. It is, it's about me, because he is almighty, he can do whatever he wants to do. Okay, do you understand where I'm pulling it slowly? Okay, you'll find yourself in a very interesting position right now. So our faith our, and trust in God and who he is opens the door to a new, to a new extraordinary supernatural world. So again, our faith, our trust. And you remember, 
gift of faith goes together with gifts of healings and with operation of powers. Operation of powers. I love this word. Plural. So our faith and trust in God and who He is and He is Almighty He is not limited by anything and anyone. Opens the door to a new supernatural world in our own lives. We are limited, but He is unlimited. Okay, good, thank you. Uh, there's a lot to discuss and think about uh, this topic, but today I want to show you a few keys that will help you, help us open the doors to God's miracles in our lives and to pray more boldly with faith and trust. So I would like to take a step uh, back right now. Uh, sometimes the more comfortable position for a believer is to, to live uh, you know, quiet, uh, let's say carnal life. Um, when I say carnal, I mean limited and sinful. Like, you know, it's no problem. I have this problem, that problem. Unfortunately, there is such a Christian philosophy. I don't drink. I don't use drugs. I try not to swear. At least I try. (laughs) Sometimes or often I do good deeds and I active in my uh, society, in my neighborhood. And thus I serve the Lord. This is my service to the Lord. And of course, uh, everything I just said is very important to do. Very important. Don't use drugs, sure. Don't drink. (laughs) But what I want to say to you, this is far from all we are called to do. It is not all. We need to be active. We need to not do sin. We need to be careful in our lives. But the Lord has something much more for every one of us. Something in a different world, which is worth of trust unto the Lord. And we need to believe in it. Um, one more very important thing I would like to say right now. It's my opinion. To stop sinning or uh, not, not do sins is not an, a goal of itself. It is important not to sin. But this is not the end point of our life. <laughs> what do I want to say by that? This is, fa- uh, this is uh, just a way for the Lord to use you. When you not do sin, you open your way to the Lord to do, to use you, to work through you. But it is not the goal. Know what I mean by that? It's not the goal. Just, okay, I quit um, use drugs. I'm better right now. I'm okay. I'm fine with the Lord. It's the only step. Because you have something from the Lord much bigger, much more beautiful. Yohanan uh, 10, 10. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Beautiful. So it's not about uh, stop sinning. I mean, yes, it's stop sinning. But something else. One more step. And I will tell you why I think it this way. So John uh, chapter 14. Uh, verse... 8 through verse 14. 
Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Yeshua said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you haven't come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father dwelling in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I tell you. He who puts his trust in me, the works that I do, he will do. And greater than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Very interesting. So, fascinating passage from the Bible. When Philip said to Yeshua, show us the Father. Show us the Father. Show us God. Show us the Lord. Yeshua replied, You see him through the works, the miracles that I perform. You see him. You see him through me. If you don't believe my words, look at my works. Look at all miracles. And you know that people were waiting for Messiah and uh, specifically uh, miracles were a sign of Messiah who's supposed to come. And then Yeshua goes on and gives direction and promises to every believer. And he said, you will perform even more miracles that I, than I do because I go to the Father. And he said, I will answer your prayers. Is it said here or not? Let, us meet. Let me read. Amen, amen, I tell you, he who puts his trust in me, so trust in me, the works that I do, he will do. And, I mean, it's not the end. The greater than this he will do. Because I am going to the Father. And what's interesting, Yeshua was limited when he was on this earth. He was limited by his own body. He, he, could, he couldn't be in two places at the same time. Today we have the Holy Spirit and he is everywhere. He's everywhere right now, at this moment. He fills all the earth. So he can do his miracles even more because look how how much how many of us in this place, but around the world. And it says here, because I'm going to the Father, and whether whether you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that Father may be glorified in the Son. So he said, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do. And we know that it's not about the sin. I don't want to go there in the direction of uh, selfishness or uh, proud or anything like that. But when we do His will, when we walk in His spirit, when we uh, pray His prayers, and we desire to to help His people, He will do that because He promised it. Very important to remember. So. Um, Miracles that our Messiah Yeshua did directly indicate God's will for our lives. Um, unfortunately, very often believers are busy with self-improvement and struggle with minor problems and sins. Sometimes like stuck in one thing, you know. Like, and sometimes problem, why we're stuck? Because we don't do His will. This is why we're stuck in our problems. <laughs> sometimes it happens this way. Not always, but it's one of the problems. 
For example, uh, you and I are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I read the uh, book of Acts, Dunamis. And we have tools or weapons given to us by the Holy Spirit. You will receive power of the Holy Spirit, Dunamis. So, in a sense, you and I are soldiers with powerful weapons uh, to defeat the enemy. We have these uh, weapons. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, instead of using it, we often polish it to a shine and watch how this weapon shines beautifully over our fireplace, you know. <laughs> so, the gun is designed to shoot from it and not just polish it. So, we, uh, we fight sin so that the Lord can use us. This is very important to understand. Um, I do not support sin right now. Please understand me correctly. But I would like to say that we need to understand that there's bigger calling than just to be good enough. Right. Or quit drinking or quit smoking or quit using something. There's the goal from the Lord for us. And when we walk with the Lord, the Lord can sanctify us. He can, he can do His miracles in our lives when we do His miracles. Very important. Uh, I have a very question, quick question. Uh, you know who never makes mistakes? The one who does nothing. I agree with you. You don't, I mean, you don't put three, you don't know how to put it, you don't do that, you don't make mistakes. You don't know, you don't build a house, you don't know how to do that, you just look at somebody who is doing that and you know how to do it better for sure because, I mean, of course it's obvious. Or this fun story about our Talit, you remember, every time it took for people to find out where, and it's so easy to sit there and to know how easy it is. And everything different when you are here and trying to do so. I mean, it's, it's interesting things. Um, you know who always knows everything about everything? Very easy. The theorist who does not use knowledge in practice. Knows everything about everything. But somebody who does something, he has always the question of what to do, how to do better. What do we need to learn to do it better? Therefore, I have not met a perfect people who do ministry for the Lord, uh, because they constantly make mistakes. Constantly. And sometimes, yeah, or I should know better, but we do mistakes. We are people. Uh, sometimes you can find perfect uh, person who know everything, and therefore cannot find an ideal congregation and serve the Lord, because he's perfect. <laughs> he cannot fit anywhere. It's very hard for perfect people to find a place in this earth. I can tell you, it's very difficult. I agree with you or not? Because, you know, everybody is such a perfect. Except that. <laughs> so, uh, I would like to stop here. And why I'm saying that? Because I, need, I, want, I would like to push us farther. It is not about how good we are. It is not about how perfect we are. It is not, Lord, use me because now I'm perfect. I quit smoking. <laughs> it's not that, Lord, use me because, you know, I'm, I'm better right now. I, I'm, I stopped cursing for already two hours. I didn't curse anymore. <laughs> now, Lord, use me. Or, 
I will quit dream and now, after that, the Lord will use me. It is not about that at all. At all. We talked about miracles. We talked about Duncan. You remember the story about Balaam? I'm not, I don't know how holy was the donkey, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe it was circumcised and you know, everything was perfect about it. Kosher donkey. I have no idea. But I don't know about it. We don't know about it. So, I'm sorry. You <laughs> know, looked at me very carefully. <laughs> So, uh, what I want to say by that, again, I would like to return to my, uh, my direction. You don't need to wait until you're perfect to pray in faith. You don't need to wait for something changing your life to lay your hands on people who are, who are dying or who are sick. You don't need to wait uh, that the Lord will dramatically fill you and change your life. You will be perfect to preach about Him. You don't need to wait these moments. You need to start doing now. If you are perfect, it's a good position to start. Very important to remember. So, John chapter 14, one more time, verse 12 through verse 14, and we will go to the places of scriptures and we will pray for each other. Amen, amen, I tell you. He who puts his trust in me, the works that I do, he will do. And greater than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. We need to do it. And we believe it. Thank you. So let's quickly look at the obstacles to, uh, to God's miracles in our lives. Uh, I would say few doubts that the enemy is trying to sow in our hearts so that we can trust God and pray in faith. So first, doubt or this uh, quiet voice of Satan. Does God want to heal people or not? Yes. Many times, uh, I don't know how about you, but many times this voice can come to you when you need to pray. Is it the will of the Lord? And specifically when you pray for yourself. Maybe the Lord wants to kill me or something, you know. These things can come to you. It doesn't matter how strong you are in faith, it's just part of our walk with the Lord. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, struck by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. It happened many thousands of years ago. It's already happened. It's not a question. It's not a question, will you die for me, Yeshua? Will you shed your blood for me, Yeshua? Because it's already, it's the fact, it's the historical fact. He already died. He already accomplished this promise. James chapter 5, verse 14 through verse 17. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of Messiah's community and let, him, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So confess your offenses to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. 
And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Yeah. So, is it promise from the Lord? Yes. We read from the Old Testament, from the uh, book of Isaiah, we read from James chapter 5. This is the same promise from the Lord. Just ask, trust, believe. And the last one is Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through verse 31. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant your servants to speak your word with the utmost courage. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Yeshua. When they had prayed, the place where they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the royal Kakodesh and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Amen. So they prayed and they said, Lord, we need your presence. We need your miracles. And something happened. The Lord said, yes, I'm, I want it. Go and do it. The second uh, doubt or, uh, you know, this voice of the angry. I am unworthy, imperfect, sinful. Therefore, the Lord will not answer my prayers. Have you ever heard this voice in your head when you prayed? And this voice, ah, you're not worthy. You're not super enough. I would like to read it. It is a big passage. It is Acts chapter 3. It's a large passage, but it's very important. Very, a lot of knowledge. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through verse uh, 16. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour of the time of prayer. A man lame from birth was being carried. Every day they used to put him at the temple gate called Beautiful. So he could beg for Tzedakah from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive it. But Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, HaNatsareth, get up and walk. Then grabbing him by the right hand, he raised him up. And immediately the man's feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began walking. He went with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now all the people saw him walking and praising God. They began to realize he was the one who used to sit begging for, for it at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and astonishment over what had happened to him. While he was still clinging to Peter and John, all the people together came running towards them in the place called Solomon's Portico. But when Peter saw, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us? As if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Yeshua, the one you handed over and disowned before Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. You killed the author of life, the one God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of it. Now through faith in the name of Yeshua, his name has strengthened this man whom you see and know. Indeed, the faith through Yeshua has given this man perfect health right in front of you all. I love this place. He said, Why do you stare at us? Because they were like amazed. Who these guys are? Look at the miracle. It's a huge miracle. He said, Why are you looking at us? Why are you looking at us? As if by our own power or godliness. And he's saying here, it's not because I'm perfect. Or I have power. It's not because of me. 
for who is fasting a lot, who is doing all this spiritual job. It's not about me. And then he speaks about Yeshua, his name, and faith in him. So miracles uh, depends on the Lord, not on us. And uh, sometimes, uh, not sometimes, often spiritual proud could be a destruction for the Lord, not a heaven. If you think I, that you are holy enough, it is not a good thing. You need to be humble and trust the Lord to do his part. Most of the miracles in the Bible were performed through imperfect people who trust the Lord. So, the next one. God, God Almighty, therefore, does not need me. I will let him do miracles himself. Sometimes it is a response to fear or to doubt. When we are afraid to pray, we can think, okay, the Lord is yours. I trust you, Lord. <laughs> Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through verse 20. He told them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. He who believes and is immersed shall be saved, but he who does not believe shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will handle snakes, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. Then the Lord Yeshua, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and proclaimed everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word by the signs that follow. I love this word. The Lord working with them. So the Lord, he chose us to work with us. We are companions with him. We are partners. So he wants to walk in us and do miracles through us. So he needs us. Very important to understand. So the last one, I don't want to stay here too long about this question. What if nothing happens and I will be ashamed? I don't want to even bring scriptures here because it's okay. We do our part and trust God with his part. And you know what? Eventually he heals when and how he wants. And again, I told it last time that Many times I prayed, nothing happened. But sometimes something happened. And if you stop praying, who knows, maybe next prayer will be very resolutive. An amazing prayer. So never stop. Trust the Lord. And uh, this idea of shame, uh, we're not ashamed of, of the gospel. We're not ashamed to be a little bit weird or strange. We're not ashamed to pray for somebody who on the street. We're not ashamed to do some things that is not according to this world. And it's okay. And if nothing happens, I mean, I have a question for you. Who prayed sometimes and nothing happened? I mean, who had this uh, experience? Um, sometimes it's shameful. Yeah, or sometimes it's sad because you want to have a miracle. And it didn't happen. But so what? Let us continue to pray. If we would stop to pray, who knows? Would we have uh, Rand with us today? Jeff, Joshua. I mean, you know, miracles. Plus, many, many more. Me, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Amen. So the Lord wants and can do miracles and heal people. The question is what, that we start to pray and trust Him. 
And if we do not see the answer, we need we need to uh, not to stop and not to lose heart. We need to continue. So let us read uh, some scriptures and then we will pray. So John chapter two verse seven through verse eleven. A few scriptures. Yeshua said to them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them up to the top. Then he said to them, Take some water out and give it to the head waiter. And they brought it. Now the head waiter did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. As the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, he calls the bridegroom and says to him, Everyone brings out the good wine first, and whenever they are drunk, then the worst. But you've reserved the good wine until now. Yeshua did this, the first of the signs in Cana of, Ga- of the Galilee. He revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Oh. It's a miracle. He, he turned water into wine. It's possible for him. Matthew chapter 15. Yeshua called his disciples and said, I have compassion for the crowd because they've stayed with me for three days now and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry because they might pass out on the way. The disciples said to him, Where in this wasteland is enough bread to satisfy such a large crowd? Yeshua said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they said, and a few small fish. After directing the crowd to recline on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish. After giving thanks, he broke them, and he began giving them to the disciples and the disciples to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. Small miracle. For some of the people, besides women and children. And usually when you have one man, you have wife, plus you have children, plus you have uh, friends of wife, and usually a lot of them. So it was a huge crowd. But it happened. I mean, what I want to say, if it, had, it, if it was able, it would happen there, it can happen today. The Lord is the same when it's necessary. And you know what's interesting? Uh, Yeshua didn't open a cafe in that place. He didn't open a restaurant for free. He did it twice when it was needed. I want to say that the Lord doesn't do his miracles because we want to do it. But he can do whatever he wants to do when it's necessary, when we trust him. And next chapter 8 and John 14. Just read through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now those who had been scattered went around proclaiming the word. Philip went down to the main city of Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds were paying close attention to what Philip was saying as they both heard and saw the signs that he was doing. For unclean spirits were coming out of many who were plagued, shrieking with a loud voice. Many paralyzed and crippled were, were healed as well. So there was great joy in that city. Thank you. So this is the reason. It is about, not about us, it is about proclaiming the good news of Messiah. And we really need to have uh, presence of the Lord with us. We really need to have, to be able to pray for people. It is necessary for us. It is not a question for us. So, um, I have a question, really, very brief question. Who had the experience of a miracle in his own life? Just one, or maybe, uh, Deborah, can you just say this? Um, when I was told I couldn't be, or I used to pray, I prayed to the Lord, 
Yes, thank you. Amen. A miracle. Miracle, Amen. sure. Amen. What else do we have? And I had grandma's seizures, and I laid on my bed one Sunday, and I asked the Lord to heal me of my grandma's seizures, and I would be finished. And I knew when I finished praying, I would never have another grandma's seizure, and I haven't. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Jean? Yes, mine recently, our little puppy was literally on death's door, couldn't walk, couldn't move. You know, do you remember the miracle with, we had in Nicola congregation with an uh, old Jewish lady? She had her dog and it died. Became a, well, how to say, and died. On stealth. Do you remember? <laughs> and, yeah. and she prayed for, 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 for Papi yeah, and uh, yeah. Somehow this record. I don't know how, but. Uh, I said, you need to pray for people now, not for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember this one. Aliptina. Yes, please. Uh, one time when we were first married, um, Rachel had cooked something in the oven with the skillet and then put it on the top of the oven. And I didn't know it had been in the oven. <laughs> and I picked it up with my parents. Yeah, you want to say something? Yeah. yeah, when I was about 12, my father got lead poisoning. He was spray painting a Chrysler plant. Yeah. Back then, they didn't have masks yeah. and the, the protective equipment. And so the elders of the church came to our house and prayed for him for a week, and he was cured. Okay. He lived to be 86. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I saw this 
very similar miracle. But one of the ladies in Rabbi Valeri's congregation, she had very bad, uh, the same kind of sickness, and the Lord restored her to very good mind. She's a very good Jewish lady. Yeah, so, well, praise the Lord. So let me pray for you. And why I said all this, what I said? I would like us to try to pray for something more than we pray usually. When we pray for each other, pray for miracle, pray for salvation of somebody in your family. Trust the Lord for things that's it's impossible. Sometimes, you know, all of us, we have some prayers that we put somewhere in the long, long term because it never happened to us. And it's normal because we are people. Sometimes, but sometimes it's good to to reach your hand, <laughs> hold out these prayers, and just bring it to, to God again. Lord, I pray for for my brother, for his family. I pray for miracle, for salvation, for restoration, for healing. So I would like to for us to reach uh, farther today in our prayers. So let us come together. I would like to anoint you with oil, and we'll have uh, prayer time. issue for how many years? 12 years. So 12 years, it's a, it's, it's a huge, it's a long time. And when she came to Yeshua, what was interesting about that story, nobody were able to feel anything or see anything. Only Yeshua felt power. The rest of the people, they were in normal circumstances, situation, crowd, people were around, pushing each other. But what happened uh, when Yeshua felt this power coming out of him? She was immediately healed. So th this story told me something. That it can be anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can go in the park. Even you can be in the prayer meeting. I mean, literally. I like to have this expectation on Shabbat service, on prayer service. Expectation, Lord, what do you want to do today? Because I can't be this widow. The Lord can touch my life. Because I have this expectation. So he can. He's, it's possible for him. Lord, I thank you so much for your presence, Lord. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for um, this supernatural gift, workings of miracles, Lord. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, Lord, I pray that you will come in your power, Lord. That you will empower us, Lord. That you will fill us with your presence. and. Lord, open everything you have for us in heavenly places, Lord. Help us to be filled with your spirit, filled with your gifts, Lord. Filled with your power, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Help us to walk in this world, but not to be of this world. Help us, Lord, to, to speak your words. Help us to pray your prayers, Lord. Help us to touch people in the name of Yeshua and help us to see your 
answer some miracles, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah, Yeshua. Lord, remind me of a situation when he prayed for uh, one person, and in the morning he woke up, and everything changed in his life. You know, I remember the story. So, Lord, thank you so much. You can do everything. You are almighty, all-powerful, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you.